Welcome to What is Truth? The radio show devoted to asking the question, what is truth? Now your hosts, doctor and pastor of Grace and Truth Church in Amherst, Michael Caesar, and co-host Johnny D. Want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers! I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! Do like Jesus said, search the scriptures and you'll know what is truth. Amen. And welcome to another edition of the What is Truth radio show. Dr. Michael Caesar here in our studio, excited to continue the highlights of what we began last week. We were looking at the trial and the crucifixion of our Lord Jesus Christ. We're going through the great book of the Gospel of John. We had been studying the highlights of the Old Testament, and there was a character by the name of Joseph, which is a portrait of Jesus Christ. And now we're looking at the real Jesus Christ. If you have your Bible, we'd like you to join us for the next hour. Grab your Bible, open it to the Gospel of John, and turn to the 19th chapter. We're going to pick it up there with the uh, crucifixion around verse 16, John 19, 16. I'm in studio along with my partners in truth, Mark Sassy, our researcher, street preaching evangelist, and Teresa Pietro to give us the voice of reason. Sometimes we need a woman's voice in there. There <laughs> were many I'll women try. that ministered to the <laughs> Lord, and we're going to run into a number of them right here at the time where he's hanging on the cross. This is the What is Truth radio show. We are sponsored by Grace and Truth Church. Uh, you can go to the website. You got to spell out a long word, grace and truth church. And you got to put the church on there. Graceandtruthchurch.org. Go to that website, click the sermons tab, click the YouTube tab, and you can watch these presentations and others there. Because what we like to do is find out what is truth. Amen. Uh, Amen. We just saw in the last chapter, somebody asked Jesus that question, what is truth? And you know who has the answer? Jesus, Jesus. himself. So let's continue and, and see what Jesus is doing here in John 19. Brother Mark. Amen. Good morning, everybody. I just want to say that last week we had reviewed some of the things that were happening up to the cross, up to the crucifixion of Jesus. And now we're moving forward from that point and we're in John 19, about halfway through the chapter. But once we get past this chapter in John chapter 20, you're going to see about the resurrection. Oh, good. And you see that again in Matthew chapter 28. You see it again in Luke chapter 24. And you see it again in Mark chapter 16. And uh, those chapters are real highlight chapters. So, you know, it's so close to Easter, Resurrection Sunday right now. If anybody wants to just take some time... Those are, again, it's Matthew 28, Mark chapter 16, which a lot of the scholars don't like that, but Mark right. 16 is a great chapter. Yep. And then you got Luke 24 and John chapter 20. And, and I think today they're actually celebrating Orthodox Easter. Mm. And it, it's, again, we were talking about the fact that uh, down through the years uh, has the tradition of Easter. Now, now biblical resurrection never changes because Christ went to the cross as the Passover lamb and he rose the third day and and that's absolutely fixed. But down through the centuries, uh, different uh, churches have come up with their tradition as to when Easter 
is to be celebrated. And the Roman Catholics had it last week on Sunday, and, and today it would be the Orthodox celebrate it. I didn't know that. Yeah, <laughs> they have it in our calendars yeah, on our right. iPhones for this Sunday yeah, coming up is Orthodox <laughs> Easter. And okay. I think that's neat. It gets a double, a double portion. It's sure. future celebrations. Sure. Yeah. But let's celebrate the real one right here in the book. Yeah. So Amen. here we are. It's uh, John chapter 19 and mm-hmm. let's say like verse 14. It's talking about the Passover. And if you remember... Uh, Jesus is the Passover lamb here, yep. right? So John nineteen fourteen, and it was the preparation of the Passover and about the sixth hour. And that he would, saith, what would that mean, the sixth hour to them? They, so from the Jews, they started their day at, uh, you help me on this. I always get mixed up. Yeah, well, um, actually what they're doing here, the Jews do start their day at 6 p.m. That's the evening of the next day and 6 a.m. the morning. Here, for some reason, John writing to the whole world is using the time we use. So it's 6 a.m. in the morning. Okay. okay. And and they just had a couple of fake trials. Yes. Yeah. There was a religious trial in the middle of the night while it was still dark. And then very quickly at about 5.36 in the morning, here's Pilate putting him on trial in front of everybody. And he just stands him up and he says to the Jews, take a look. He saith unto the Jews, behold your king. Yeah. yeah. But they cried out, away with him, away with him, crucify him. And Pilate saith unto them, shall I crucify your king? And the chief priests answered, we have no king but Caesar. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Oof. Then, just yeah, then delivered. <laughs> yeah, what a rejection. Completely. Yeah. He comes to them and to, rejected by his own. To be, to be mm-hmm. their king. I yeah. mean, he was born of the seed of David. Mm-hmm. Yes. And David was the king that was promised one day the Messiah will come and he'll be the the king of kings, and here he is, and we don't want him. We want this Gentile no, from they Rome. They watched him perform all the miracles and everything. So well, in, in front in of their this, eyes. Yeah, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. I didn't mean to cut you off. Mm-mm. But in the same sense that the no, Jews fine. didn't recognize their Messiah, right in front, even of them. though all the signs were there, the prophecies were there, the miracles were there, the healings mm-hmm. were there, everything was there. The timing, everything. Right? Still. Daniel had the exact timing yep. on things, mm-hmm. and yet they didn't. They didn't catch it. And people today don't catch the fact that Jesus is right there in front of them. He's right here in this book, and he's offering a free gift of salvation if they'll only willingly receive it. Yeah, that's interesting. I I would think of it like this. Now, back then, the issue to them was, who is your king? We don't live at a time with kings anymore. But we do live at a time where we'll have, let's say, a religious leader, a high priest, and it would be like one of us saying, we'll have uh, no one as our priest, but fill in the blank. Right. My my local priest at my, you know, where I live or my bishop in my mm-hmm. city or maybe maybe my pope or maybe my Orthodox leader, whoever leads a Greek Orthodox. And, and I'm not taking him as my priest, but he's the only priest that can absolve me of sin. Mm-hmm. Curious. And they miss pe- it today. People see leaders as final authorities. Yes. And yet, uh, Pastor Sam Gippo says that the King James Bible is my final authority in all matters of faith and practice. Amen. And, and, that, and that book always lifts up Jesus Christ in Absolutely. both testaments. Yeah. Yep. So verse 16, then delivered he him therefore unto them to be crucified. And they took Jesus and led him away. And he Notice this, he bearing his cross went forth into a place called the place of a skull, which is called in the Hebrew Golgotha, where they crucified him and two other with him on either side, one and Jesus in the midst. And we talked about that last week with the two thieves on the cross on either side. A hill with three crosses on it and Jesus in the middle. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And then, and Pilate wrote a title and put it on the cross 
And the writing was, Jesus of Nazareth, the King of the Jews. This title then read, Many of the Jews. So a lot of people saw that. For the place where Jesus was crucified was nigh to the city. And it was written in Hebrew and Greek and Latin. It's interesting. It, it is interesting. I, I was listening to a linguist doing the study on this thing. I, I, this I never knew myself. Now, I know Hebrew is a, a Jewish language, the language of the Jews, and the Jews are the Shemites. Yep. Mm-hmm. Noah had three sons, uh, Shem, Ham, and, and Japheth. Japheth. Greek is a Japhethic language, and Latin actually is a Hamitic language well, look at that. that came out of Egypt. Hmm. Latin is a derivative of Egyptian. So they were and covering everybody. Covering all three types. Because Hebrew was the religion language, the language of the religious people yep. at the time. The Greek was the education, philosophers, yeah. education. And then Latin is your government, your law, right, the, the language of the law at the time. So it's covering every group of people now, there. Now, Mark, yeah. do you remember, the, now it's written here in capitals in my Bible, John nineteen nineteen. Yes. Capital J-E-S-U-S, all caps, yes. of Nazareth, all caps, the king of the Jews, all caps. And, and they put this thing over his head. Do you know why they put that there? It was the custom at that time that if someone was hanging on a cross, he, he was a criminal. Yeah. The crime and you'd there. put the crime over mm-hmm. his head like, as to what like he had done murderer. wrong. Like a murderer. And yeah. The guy next to him might have been a murderer. The guy on the other side <clears> might have <throat> been a rapist. I don't know what it was. So when people are walking into the city, was this guy being you know, crucified for? Well, there's the charge right up above him that he was convicted of. <laughs> this is what they have him convicted of. Mm-hmm. He had done no wrong. He had done nothing wrong. There were yeah. no crime up there. Makes those people look pretty bad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <For> <laughs> As a matter of fact, look at what happens no in the 21st verse. Absolutely. Yeah, in the next verse, it says, Then said the chief priests of the Jews to Pilate, Write not the king of the Jews, but that he said, I am king of the Jews. And Pilate answered, What I have written... I have, I have written. written. Yeah, put. <laughs> now he's directed by God, but he doesn't even know it. And it, you know, he does it as more of a slap in the face to the Jews. Like I'm writing this, no matter what you guys say. And but it's funny because where is that verse in in the Psalms that the, the King's the king is, hand is in the heart of, of the, the Lord. Lord. He turneth it as the rivers of water. Mm. I'll find it. It's I think it's Psalm 20 or right around yeah, that it's region. It's a great psalm yeah. that I thought of right away yeah. just now. Well, the Lord works behind the scenes yes. and he works in mysterious ways. Amazing. And, and he he gives people free will and <laughs> right. let and, and even in our own free will, he makes it so things Proverbs happen. 21. Verse Proverbs 21. Proverbs 21, verse 1. Okay. You can read it for the people. Then I'm going to read another one. And the reason why God did it. Go ahead. The king's heart is in the hand of the Lord. As the rivers of water, he turneth it whithersoever he will. And and uh, the, the Lord told Isaiah back in the 43rd chapter, uh, uh, now thus saith the Lord that created thee, that formed thee, fear not, I have redeemed thee, I have called thee by thy name, thou art mine. Verse 15, I am the Lord, your holy one, the creator of Israel, your king, saith the Lord, I maketh the way. And he made a way for Pilate to put that up there. <laughs> so everybody walking into the city, what's he guilty of? Well, mm-hmm. he's the king of the Jews. Yeah. <laughs> by the way, didn't the wise men ask that the day he was born? Yeah. Where's the king of the Where's Jews? Where's the king of the Jews? Born king of the Jews. There, well, there he is. Kill him right I'm away. Sadly, hanging on a cross. Mm-hmm. But he did it for us. He did it for us. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Amen. And 
now we have a new paragraph, verse 23. Then the soldiers, when they had crucified Jesus, took his garments and made four parts to every soldier apart, and also his coat. Now the coat was without seam, woven from the top throughout. Mm-hmm. And they said, therefore, among themselves, let us not rend it, but cast lots for it. Whose it shall be, that the scripture might be fulfilled, which saith, They parted my raiment among them, and for my vesture they did cast lots. These things, therefore, the soldiers did. Now, there we see in verse 24, that's prophecy fulfilled. Mm -hmm. Yes. And I was saying a few minutes ago before we went on air that this Bible, this book, is signed by God by prophecy. That's his signature. And no one can counterfeit that signature. Uh, As an example, imagine if you went to the bank with a very large bank draft. Let's say it's a half a million dollar bank draft. They might check that signature quite closely to make sure it's legit. Right. And I've spoken to people that say they don't believe in God at all. And I ask them if they believe that God could write a book. And if so, you have to realize his signature in prophecy is the thing that verifies that this is his book. Yeah. That's an interesting prophecy being fulfilled here because again, it's the soldiers they crucified Jesus, and one of the perks they would get when they, you know, put a criminal up there is one the booty that was given them by the governor was, okay, look, at you, you've done all this work. You marched him down. You nailed him to the cross. You put up with the screaming. You did all that. You can take his clothes and the wallet in his pocket, and whenever he has, it's yours now. I mean, this yeah. is, to the victor goes to spoil. You can have that. And here they are. They're taking the garments. They... I don't know what he had. Maybe he had some uh, sandals. Uh, Maybe he had a a cap that he wore like a yarmulke at certain times when he went into the synagogue. Uh, He might have had a nice uh, pair of trousers. I don't know, a a shirt. They take it and they're splitting it up because there's four of them. Okay, you get this, you get that. And then all of a sudden they have this one coat that's uh, like a robe that he wore. And they're going, well, what do you want to do? Should we rip it in four pieces? And they said, no, we -hmm. we don't want to rip it. I'll tell you what we do. Who's going to get it? I don't know. Well, we'll put it in the middle and we'll draw straws or we'll roll dice or we'll we'll cast lots. (laughs) And whoever gets it, gets it. And it's curious, this scripture, it says, and they did this and the scripture might be fulfilled. And it was written a thousand years before. That's Psalm 22. Now I'm thinking a couple of things here. First off, these are Roman soldiers. Mm -hmm. They're about as familiar with the Bible <laughs> as you and I are with the I Chi in 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 China. I mean, yeah, how right. many of us have ever read that thing? No, never. I, I remember I remember getting a copy of it back. When I was about eighteen. A guy told me about it, and I went and got a copy of it. And I was looking at it. I couldn't make any sense of the thing. Mm-hmm. And, okay, so we're not familiar with this. I, I'm not Chinese. They weren't Jewish. They didn't know these scriptures. And here they are fulfilling scripture. So Mm -hmm. somebody said, well, it's a plot. Jesus and his men, they fulfilled the scriptures. These guys are doing it without knowing what they're- They have no idea. Yeah. 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 These are the crucifying soldiers. Yes. And And it's not the only time that they fulfill scripture. Right. They're going to do more coming up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's amazing how they they actually put, now the coat was without seam, woven from the top throughout. And if you go back to, I think, Exodus 28, it talks about the garments of the high priest. That's right. Are made the same way. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't know if anybody else was walking around with a coat like that, but... Yeah. They made a big deal. The, the the Lord had them put that in there for An- another reason. reason that that's put in there. And this is something we would miss because I wouldn't know some of the people watching this event occur are the priests themselves yeah. that had said to Pilate, 
He's a malefactor. He's a criminal. Mm. You know, you got to do something with him. The ones that were telling the crowd, crucify him, crucify him. So they're watching this and they're watching those um, soldiers mm-hmm. part that garment exactly according to the psalm they just read <laughs> a few hours ago at their Passover meal. Because one of the psalms they read every single Passover meal was... Nice. Psalm 22. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so here they are and they're watching this going, I, I just read this wow. about, yeah. about eight hours ago. Yeah. And it's a verse, uh, where is it? 12? Um, no, 18 in Psalm 22. They part my garments among them mm-hmm. and cast lots upon my, my vesture. vesture. And, and here it is, the, the great Psalm that they just read. Mm-hmm. So God had these guys fulfill he had this thing put in a psalm that he knew was right there to maybe to wake them up. Maybe some Jews in the crowd did start putting two and two together and looking up and going, wow, praise the Lord. This truly is God's son. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, it says that many of them read it. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and 22 <laughs> is a number through the Bible that represents light yes. or enlightenment. Yes. And boy, if there's a way, Psalm 22. You know, light light their minds up a little bit. Yes. I'm sure people were getting saved as they read the what would you call it? The first track ever written? Jesus of there Nazareth, the King of the Jews. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure people were looking at that, getting saved for that's the first Bible. Amen. So Lord out is there. putting a witness of truth out there Already. for common people to see. Yeah. And he's got it written above Jesus's head and he has it demonstrated in yeah. object lessons around him mm-hmm. as prophecies being fulfilled. Amen. Right. The things you find as you read through this. Yeah, mm-hmm. amen. So verse 25, now there stood by the cross of Jesus, his mother, and his mother's sister, Mary, so that's the second Mary, the mm-hmm. wife of Cleophas, and Mary Magdalene. So you got three Marys. And when Jesus therefore saw his mother and the disciple standing by whom he loved, that would be John, John. writing this gospel, mm-hmm. he saith unto his mother, Woman, behold thy son. Then saith he to the disciple, Behold thy mother. And from that hour, that disciple took her unto his own home. I'll just pause there for a second. She is not immediate family. It's one thing to take in your grandmother, your grandfather, your father, your mother, aunt, uncle, that kind of yes. a thing. This is not immediate family. Yes. And yet he is immediately willing to serve Jesus and, and take care of his mother, Mary. And, and uh, the other thing I also find interesting oh. here is now, obviously, uh, Joseph, the one that had been married to Mary, the one, you know, who got the vision from Gabriel and then, you know, Mary had the baby, uh, uh, you know, because God came upon her. And so the virgin birth, but then after that, uh, Mary and Joseph had children, but Joseph is dead now. Mm -hmm. And Jesus is the oldest and it's the responsibility of the oldest to take care of the widow. And so here's Mary, the widow, and he's hanging on a cross knowing after this is done, I'm going to come back. I'm going to be around 40 days. I'm going to go to heaven. I'm not going to be able to take care of her afterwards. Right. I need someone to take care of her. Well, he's got four younger brothers. Yeah. James, right. Joseph, like Simon, I can't, Jude, whatever. You know, he's got these. And, other, then, yeah, a couple and he doesn't commit her to any one of those four. It's Interesting. amazing, isn't he it? He commits yeah. her to John yeah. because John has been walking with God through mm-hmm. Jesus for three years, and he mm-hmm. wants his mother taken care of by someone who is a devout 
believer and a servant of God. Amen. And at that point, his brothers weren't devout believers or servants of God. Right. So he commits the mother to mm-hmm. her. Amen. I think there's another picture here to it, a deeper doctrine. Can we go into it or no? Sure. <laughs> Mary is also a picture of the nation Israel because the nation Israel gave birth to mm-hmm. Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And John is a picture of the church. And what Jesus has done for 2000 years is committed the care of Jews <laughs> to those of us who are born again believers. That's great. We're supposed to take care of the Amen. Jews. Yeah. We're the only ones. Well, the UN is angry with them. The Muslims are angry with them. We Even the Catholics are angry with yep. them. We're the only ones born again Christians who are taking care of the Jews yeah. nowadays. Yeah. So. And that's why America has been great. blessed. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because of Christians in America that have been taking pressing the, the politicians in America to support mm-hmm. the Jews mm-hmm. and to help the Jews, help <clears throat> Israel. Right. Yeah. And yeah. what is it? Genesis 12, three, where, uh, God tells Abraham, I will bless them that bless thee and curse mm-hmm. them that curse thee. And that's holding on through yeah. time. And and yeah. God's children, like I, a born again Christian, mm-hmm. uh, before I was saved, no offense, not that I dislike Jews, but I didn't particularly care for them. If there was an ad on television for something going on in Israel and they needed help, I wasn't going to send my money to Israel. Yeah. But now as a born again Christian, like uh, I'm part of the church, like Mary, behold, Take care of, you know, Amen. and I'm now I'm concerned about Israel. Wow. We That's pray for like Israel. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> and, and one of the biggest helps for Israel maybe in our day might be that website, One for Israel. One for That's, Israel. That's a great yeah. one, folks. Yeah. yeah. That's a great one. One, <laughs> O-N-E-F-O-R, Israel. Just type that up and, and watch some of the great things they've done with Jews who've come to know their Messiah, who've learned that Jesus is their King and their Messiah. Amen. Yeah, Amen. there's testimonies on there. Yeah, great. Good, yep. good stuff. Yes. And then, uh, so verse 28, after this, Jesus, knowing that all things were now accomplished, that the scripture might be fulfilled, saith, I thirst. Mm-hmm. Now there was set a vessel full of vinegar, and they filled a sponge with vinegar, and put it upon hyssop, and put it to his mouth. I'll just say really quick, uh, you find hyssop back in Exodus 12 at the Passover. Yes. And they're commanded in verse 22 to take the hyssop and you dip it in the blood and apply it over the doorposts. And then he says, when I see the blood, I will pass over you. Yes. Meaning that if you have the blood applied to you or to your doorpost, you're saved. Yes. And, and God will spare his vengeance from you. Yes. And the way the blood was applied was with hyssop. Yes. 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 Thank That's you. It so it's applied. kind of a picture of faith. Yeah. How do we yeah. apply the faith to ourselves? Right. I'm mean, the blood to ourselves. Faith. We we trust in it. Yeah. And it's curious that his hyssop shows up right here at yeah. this point. Yeah. And then there also it's also another scripture fulfilled from Psalm sixty nine twenty one. Yeah. They gave me also gall for my meat, and in my thirst they gave me vinegar to drink. Amen. You know where so, vinegar comes from? This is an interesting study I had to learn when I was studying the second chapter of John. Mm-hmm. Uh, grape juice. If you leave it Just alone, leave it. turns Let to it vinegar. Rot. Right. Okay. That's what happens. And white grape juice turns to white vinegar. Mm-hmm. It doesn't turn to wine. It doesn't turn to wine. You have to add something. You have to add something. You have to add a living organism, mm-hmm. uh, a form of a yeast uh, to, to turn it to, to wine. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, it's, it's a, so, but, so much but by spiritual itself, it there. turns to vinegar. Yeah, <laughs> there yeah. is so much <laughs> yes, there. Yeah. We so, can't go into it right now. <laughs> so I, I guess I have to ask a question. Yeah. Why wouldn't they give them water? Why would they give them vinegar? I, I feel like it was a mockery. It, 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 it's, it? uh, it's 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 not a sour. It's uh, what do you call it? It is kind of bitter. It's bitter. Yeah, it's a bitter. It's a bitter. It's, bitter. Yeah, it's, bitter. Yeah. it's disgusting. But 
do you uh, think it was a mockery or not? Like they couldn't even give them just water. I'm not right? sure why they did it. And they it. didn't even know they were fulfilling scripture. Yeah. And that's another yeah. thing. They're fulfilling scripture. <laughs> right. I mean, there might've been a canteen of water nearby yeah. or something. And they says, Hey, let's mock him out. He's right. not going to want this. I don't get let's it. Let's stick yeah. this in yeah. his mouth. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like they were just, they, Again, it said it, like, the think about what they did. Yeah. They spit on him. They mocked him. They slapped him. They, they whipped him, you know, 39 times and, why wouldn't they continue to do that to him? All these things that are written Giving in the Old them, Testament just yeah. keep falling right in place yes. as it's happening. And then when Jesus, therefore, had received uh, the vinegar, he said, it is finished. And he bowed his head and he gave up the ghost. What now, do you think he meant by that? A lot of things. For, Amen. For, for one thing, when he said it is finished, mm-hmm. it is finished means that nothing more can be done. Huh. Good. And it means that nothing more needs to be done. You hear that, Amen. listener? So uh, with the shedding of the blood, the necessary payment has been made mm-hmm. and the free gift has been purchased. Yes. So mm-hmm. then the question comes up, will you receive God's free gift individually right. from him who loved us and gave himself for us? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's what it is finished kind of means. The, the, uh, Peter, the I, I don't know if Peter was nearby or watching from a distance, mm-hmm. but he, you know, he wrote about it in, in first Peter and he was saying that uh, Christ suffered for us. Mm-hmm. Christ did no sin. This is first Peter chapter two, verse 22. Uh, he did no sin. Neither was guile found in his mouth. He always was a straight shooter, told the truth, mm-hmm. uh, who when he was reviled, at the trial, he reviled not again. Uh, when he suffered, he threatened not, although he had a whole legion of angels, but yeah. he didn't use it. Uh, but he committed himself to him that judges righteously. That's his father. Mm-hmm. And Christ, his own self, bear our sins in his own body on the tree. And I think he's up there for six hours and he's taking God's wrath for sin and he needed to fulfill scriptures to get it done. And that was the last scripture that needed to be fulfilled. Yeah, Those guys had to come <laughs> along and stick that thing to his mouth with vinegar, just like the one Psalm said. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now it's done. And the payment for sin is done. I finished. Uh, he bare our sins in his own body on that tree uh, that we, being dead to sin, can now live unto righteousness by his stripes. We are healed. Amen. We have been as sheep going astray. And now we can return to the shepherd and bishop of our soul. And there he is. It's, mm-hmm. I've done it. I've done the work. I've done it. And, and that's why there's no more work to be done <clears throat> for salvation. Amen. Uh, and, and that work would include anything like a sacrament. Mm-hmm. Those are works. A baptism. And, and, and you know, Isaiah, Isaiah yep. talks about all your, all your works are filthy. All your righteousness are as filthy, filthy rags. rags. Sure. And yet yeah. people have been told their whole lives that they have to work and be good. And Jesus says, no, it's uh, finished. It, it's complete. It's yeah. total. It's yeah. perfect. There's no more that needs to be done. This, this is the first time in history a sinless man died. The first time in history. <laughs> it's going to be the only time. The only time. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Not to, yeah. Not to, I want to back something up really quick when we were talking about how obedient he was to the father, but um, normally when, if you think back, I, I don't know how it was, but if you were, if you were being sent out to be crucified, right? It's a horrific death. Yes. Typically, they're on there for a couple of days. Sometimes before they die, the birds are after them. Everything. They don't want to go out there, so they're prodded and pushed like cattle. He was. He followed them like a sheep follows. Yes. 
And he just walked. He just obediently walked to his death. He knew where he knew what he was doing. I yeah. mean, I'll, I'll tell you, I just wish more people would grab a hold of, of what he did for us and really understand what he did for us. And it's so simple just to receive it. It's to receive that gift of salvation, what he did on the cross. You're right. On no that, works. No works. <laughs> and, and, and on that note, consider this. God didn't have to go through that. Right. I mean, he, he no, wrote no. it and he made things so that he did, uh, you know, like when he was in the Garden of Gethsemane, he did have to take the cup yeah. and, 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 and go through it. Okay. Mm-hmm. But what I'm saying is that God set up this salvation plan so that God himself would come down, walk in our shoes as mm-hmm. a man. The gospel of Luke is about the son of man mm-hmm. and the gospel of John is about the son of God. And he's both. Yes. And yeah. that makes him a glorious God mm-hmm. because he was willing to walk in our shoes, even crucifixion. It's amazing. The worst, Amen. One of the worst deaths. And now, there's a lot more that we're going to cover here okay. on the second half of the What is Truth show. We're going to take a station break right now. Stick around. If you don't have your Bible, grab it and turn it to John 19, and we'll be right back. What is truth? What is truth? Want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. Do like Jesus said. Search the scriptures and you'll know what is truth. Amen. And welcome back to the second half of the program. We've been studying the greatest event in the history of mankind. It was the crucifixion of the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, Something that he did willingly. He had said a, a, a few days earlier few months earlier, actually, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. Um, I know my sheep. I am known of mine. And he said, and therefore doth my father love me because I lay down my life mm-hmm. that I may take it again. No man taketh it from me. I lay it down of myself. I have the power to lay it down and I have the power to take it again. This commandment I received of my father. And when the final thing was done in verse 28 uh, and 29, Jesus said, he received the vinegar. He said, it is finished. And he bowed his head and he gave up the ghost. Amen. Amen. Uh, One thing about this saying where he said it is finished, it's also the Old Testament is finished. And Hebrews chapter 9 shows us a little bit more about what happened here when he said it is finished. In uh, Hebrews 9, verse 11, 911, Mm -hmm. uh, it says, But Christ, being come a high priest of good things to come by a greater and more perfect tabernacle, not made with hands, that is to say, not of this building, neither by the blood of goats and calves, but by his own blood, he entered in once Mm -hmm. into the holy place, having obtained eternal redemption for us. This is talking about up in heaven, he applied the blood for us, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And then down to verse 14, how much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to God, purge your conscience from dead works to serve the living God. And for this cause, he is the mediator of of the New Testament because of the death of a testator. And, And so the Old Testament closes here and 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 things move on and it doesn't say that he died he he died like uh the gospel message he died he was buried and he rose again the third day mm-hmm. right yeah but usually when the bible says they gave up the ghost it says he gave up the ghost and died 
And it doesn't say that here. It's interesting because he wasn't just a man. Yeah. yeah. Mm. And, and But he said it is finished. Mm-hmm. And you're right. That's the finishing of the Old Testament. Yeah. And earlier in Hebrews, he said, uh, Paul said, the law made nothing perfect, but the bringing in of a better hope did. That's Jesus Christ, yeah. by the which we can draw nigh unto God. <laughs> mm-hmm. Amen. Thank Amen. you. Thank you, Jesus. And then the next few verses show more fulfilled prophecy. Yeah, right there. Here in verse 31, the Jews, therefore, because it was the preparation, mm-hmm. meaning for the Passover, that the body should not remain upon the cross on the Sabbath day, for that Sabbath day was a high day. They besought Pilate that their legs might be broken and that they might be taken away. Then came the soldiers and break the legs of the first, and of the other, which was crucified with him. But when they came to Jesus, they saw that he was dead already. They break not his legs. <laughs> now, that fulfills a prophecy. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, none of my bones will be broken. Mm-hmm. That also is in, I may tell all my bones, that's Psalm 22. And the Passover lamb, it was God said not to break a bone of the Passover lamb right. in, in Exodus, Exodus 12. Exodus 12, yeah. 46. Yeah. yeah, amen. And then in verse 34, but one of the soldiers with a spear pierced his side, and forthwith came there out blood and water. And that was prophesied by Zechariah the prophet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They shall look upon me whom they have pierced. And that's God the Father talking in uh, the Old Testament. Another thing they, they never did with crucifixion. They, mm-hmm. didn't, they didn't pierce people. Never. So it's interesting that in the Old Testament where God was kind of showing the people mm-hmm. my, my son, the Messiah, will be crucified. Mm-hmm. By the way, when he first wrote about it, was I think a thousand BC we saw in the one Psalm twenty two yeah. as we're talking about it, but yet it hadn't nobody practiced it until I think Alexander the Great got it from the Persians in three hundred BC. So here he's talking about something seven hundred years before anybody's doing it. Yeah, and he lays it out there. <laughs> and when you uh, crucified someone, they would die of asphyxia. Mm-hmm. And if you wanted the asphyxia to to come quicker, you break, you break the, the legs. legs. Yeah. And when you break the legs, then they Was can't lift up anymore and the diaphragm yeah. stretches out and they can't get mm-hmm. a good breath and they'll die quickly. Right. So they ran out and they broke the legs of these two men who were mm-hmm. still alive and they'll, they'll have asphyxia probably in about eight to 12 minutes after that. And they're that's gone. because they were rushing it to get them down off the cross. Yeah. No, normally they just their, let them suffer. The Sabbath for day. the Sabbath day. Yeah. But these these guys knew what to do. If yeah. they want to finish a job, it's not going to take more than a couple minutes. Let right. me just break the legs and stuff. That had to hurt. No, I mean kidding. they come along. You're up there and and your exposed shins below the knee, and they uh, they hit it with a club and they break those things and shatter it. You read about it, but when you kind of when you think of what that would really be like, that's brutal. Yeah, it is. And 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 man's inhumanity to man. That's one of the reasons Christ died was to put away the sin of inhumanity in mm-hmm. to, uh, to men. But but here they came to Christ, mm-hmm. and I think what surprised them is he was the strongest of those three guys. I mean, he probably would have lasted up there 48 hours right. with the strength that he had. Mm-hmm. And they were stunned that he, was gone he had already. died. Yeah. Now, now the reason it was, because like you said, Mark, in the 30th verse, he gave up the ghost. Yeah, mm-hmm. He did it. He had the he, power to do it. He, he just... So it was six hours, right? Six hours up from there? from and nine so, in the morning till three in the afternoon, and then when it was finished. Yeah, I mean, I just heard in a teaching not too long ago that, not to get gory or anything, but when you kosher, kosher in the kosher way, you 
kill a lamb. Yes. It takes about six minutes. About maybe six minutes to More. kill the lamb. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing. And he was there six hours. And he was there six hours. Yeah, and he's the lamb of God. And he's the and, lamb of God. I six just, is the number of man. Of man. Yeah. Six is the number of yeah. man. It's yeah. just Amen. amazing. Man was this made on is, the sixth day, yeah. This book is alive and real. And Amen. <laughs> well, when, so. you, when you, I mean, if you were, let's say you were an odds maker and you're looking mm. at calculating oh probabilities, right. what are the probabilities of one after another, after another, after yeah. another things happening right in line the way it was written like yeah. a thousand years ago. It, oh, it's astronomical. Dr. Stoner and his mathematics team at Caltech did the work. The, mm-hmm. I have the book. It, it's here at the, we're at the church right now and, and down in the basement library. It's there. I could pull it up. And Dr. Stoner and, and they had a whole bunch of guys uh, do it, about nine guys. And they went through the computers and they used compound probability. And they found on this day alone the prophecies fulfilled on the crucifixion day alone were like one out of 10 to the 57, which is a one followed by 57 zeros. Yeah. Yeah. Those are, those, I'm kind of It doesn't make any sense. I mean, there's there's nothing like that. Right. I mean, we talk about a million, that's six zeros. Mm -hmm. A billion is nine zeros. A trillion is 12. And after that, we don't know what anything is. And, And so on that, I guess I just have to say that when it comes to the Bible, taste and see. Uh, For he is good. Psalm 34. And, and, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and so that's the way it is. And he's faithful and true. Yeah. And these yes. are true. Yes. <laughs> and, and here it is, verse 35. And he saw, the, and he that saw it bear record. Mm-hmm. So this soldier, he witnessed that. And his record is true. This is actually John, the correct, writer, writer correct. of this. Yeah. He that saw it bear record, and his record is true. And he knoweth that he saith true, that ye might believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And, and he said, there came out blood and water in verse 34. And all that, uh, here's what happens ordinarily when our when we're alive, like right at this moment, <laughs> and our heart is pumping our blood. Our blood is a mixture of a serum plus cells. And of course, there's red blood cells, and then there's the serum it floats in. It's a liquidy type of a thing. When the heart stops uh, beating... Uh, and it's full of the blood, gravity settles it out. So at the bottom is the heaviest components, the red blood cells and the serum on the top, which looks watery. So So when they stuck that uh, spear in there Mm -hmm. and they hit his ventricle and it opened up, out came the blood, the red stuff first, gravity, and then the watery stuff. And so basically it's telling you he's dead. Yes. Because I know there's some people who said maybe he didn't die on that cross. He swooned. No, he's he's dead. Dead. <laughs> These guys are executioners. How soon does that happen? How long does that take to happen after death? I would say probably 15 to 20 minutes yeah. and then the, the it'll settle out. Get yeah. some blood, take it, it in a, a, in a flask. Death, yeah. yeah. No so swooning. so he'd been done. He had been dead about, you know, 15, 20 minutes. But the point is he's dead. Mm-hmm. Yes. There'd been mm-hmm. no circulation for that long time, he, and he's there's, dead. there's millions of people in the world that believe that Jesus just swooned and didn't actually die. Other mm. religions, yeah. and and honestly, the Bible says yes. that they stuck a spear in him and out into his heart, yes. and out came blood and water. Mm-hmm. He's yes. dead. The Bible says and, and he's dead. No question about it. And I, yeah. you know, as a former doctor mm-hmm. and, and 25,000 surgeries, but I did a number of cardiac cases. And when you uh, rupture the ventricle, I would say if, if let's say Jesus had been in our emergency room and let's say we were properly equipped and, and very few hospitals are properly equipped to do bypass surgery because mm. you've got to put uh, things on bypass because you've got to stop the heart from beating so you can sew it together. So you need a bypass machine. 
And in, in the Buffalo area, I think only three of our hospitals even have a bypass machine. So very few have it. But if he was in the ER and we were in a hospital with a bypass machine up in the OR and someone knifed him in the ventricle, he would die before we could get him to the OR. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's fatal. Yeah. You, there's, there's nothing you can do about it. I mean, you're dead. When you cut through the ventricle like that, it's over. We used to, we were taught the rule, the rule of threes. Uh, the body can go mm. uh, 30 minutes, uh, no, 30 days without food, three, three days, days without, without water, water, three hours without heat, and, and three, three minutes, minutes without, without oxygen. oxygen. You cut that thing and you give an oxia to the brain and mm. the liver and the kidneys. That, that body's that body's dead and, yeah, quite yeah. quickly. Yeah. So the Bible is true and all these stories about him swooning. It's a lie. Yeah, well, another so, myth, another, another fable, myth. a cunningly devised fable, Peter <laughs> yeah, would call so it. Many. Yeah. <laughs> and verse 36, it says, For these things were done, that the scripture should be fulfilled, a mm-hmm. bone of him shall not be broken, like yeah. you said before. Right. And again, another scripture saith, They shall look on him whom they pierced. Mm-hmm. So John's telling us right out about these prophecies. Mm-hmm. And they're continuing even afterwards. Yes. And I think one of the reasons God is doing this is there are still many prophecies yet to come, aren't there? Yes, there, there are. are. So, so I know there were a whole bunch up to the crucifixion, but God has a whole bunch after the crucifixion. Mm-hmm. And he's already beginning to fulfill a few to say, pay attention, folks. All these have come to pass. I'm mm-hmm. not going to miss on any others. Amen. Like the regathering of Israel. Amen. Like the rapture. Right. Like Amen. the tribulation. Like the millennium. All those things. To a town near yeah. you. It's coming. Well, I, I mean, the point here is that even his closest <clears throat> disciples didn't really understand everything that he was talking about right. when he was saying, I have to go and be crucified, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, and Christians today don't really have a full understanding of what's about to come, even though it's talked about in right. prophecy. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So in the interest of time here, uh, verse 38, it says that Joseph of Arimathea being a disciple of Jesus, but secretly for fear of the Jews, he besought Pilate that he might take away the body of Jesus. Pilate gave him leave. He came, therefore, and took the body of Jesus. And then also came Nicodemus. And they prepared the body. I'm just going to go through a couple of verses here and wrap up chapter 19. They prepared the body. And then now in a place where he was crucified, there was a garden. And in the garden, a new sepulcher, wherein was never man yet laid. And there laid they Jesus, therefore, because of the Jews' preparation day, for the sepulcher was nigh at hand. And so now he's laid in the tomb. So he died and was buried. And then here's this highlight about the first day of the week. And uh, I, I know even... you, I know you want to get to that. Can yeah, I yeah, yeah. just jump in really quick? I just want to just acknowledge the fact that Nicodemus and Joseph, they threw away their religion because it says Nicodemus, which at the first came to Jesus by night. Yes. He's done with that. He is out in the day exposing himself as a Jesus follower Amen. at this point in time. Amen. So they threw off their religion Amen. to follow Jesus. That's right. It's, Carry it's on. good to follow Jesus. <laughs> that, can we continue on that for yeah. just a yeah, minute? Go ahead. Because the name Nicodemus is oh, okay. a very interesting name. <laughs> Nico is where you get the word victory, like Nike oh, well, yeah. Yeah. sneakers. Okay. And Demas, Demas is, is people, like democracy. Oh. And uh, when you read the Gospel of John, he comes along. He's the guy that shows up in the third chapter. Do you remember? Yes, Very, very early on. Jesus yeah. has just begun his ministry. He's yeah. done his uh, first miracles. And, and, John 3. And uh, Nicodemus shows up one day and says, you know, Rabbi, we know you must be a teacher that came from God. No man can do these miracles <laughs> except God be with him. 
And, and I think, you know, Nicodemus's interest being a ruler of the Jews, like a bishop in yeah. the, in the Catholic church, he's, it, his job is religion. He's probably coming and saying in his own mind, I've been doing this for 25 years. I've been in and out of church for, I've been in and out of the temple 25 years. I've been in and out of church 25. I've never seen anyone with the power of God on them like you. Amen. I would like that power too. He, he doesn't know. Mm-hmm. And he's thinking, what, how do you read? How do you study? What do I need to do? Yeah. Are there certain works? Mm-hmm. Are there more pilgrimages? Do, is there a better way for me to tithe or to serve? And Jesus is basically saying, look, it's not about religion, except you be born again. You cannot enter or see the kingdom of God. You need to be born again. And as a religious man, he's like, but this doesn't make sense. Religion's about rules and do's and don'ts. What is this? Yeah. And here he comes in the third chapter. Later on, we'll see him in one other chapter where he asks a question. Uh, I'm trying to remember where it is. I think the seventh chapter when they're arguing about Jesus, Nicodemus says, well, wait a second. Does our law judge anyone before it hears him? I mean, why don't we go hear what Jesus has to say first? And what you're seeing is, uh, I think Dwight L. Moody or Spurgeon described it like this. Nicodemus came, it says, a man of the Pharisees came by night to Jesus. And he came in the night, a picture of the darkness of religion and confusion. Amen. The next time in the seventh chapter, it's kind of the evening. And now here he is, and the light is breaking upon him, and he's in the wake awakening of the truth. And he's saying, you know what? I'm going to get rid of my religion because you said he wanted the body. Yeah. They can't touch a body. They did it anyway. If, if a Jew touches a body. <laughs> and he's a high priest. Yes. Then he's, he's wiped out from all the feasts from that point forward. Yeah. Yeah. And he's saying, look, I'm going to, this Forget it. is this, who I'm coming to. I'm amen. done with religion. Amen. And he, he comes that. to the dawn of believing. <laughs> and I wonder, the name Nicodemus, mm-hmm. if you too, listener, want victory over the people mm-hmm. and you've grown up religious and you've heard about the new birth and you've been in the darkness of confusion, keep thinking on it and searching it. You'll come to the morning of light when you too will throw your religion. I did it. I did it. I'm done with my religion. Amen. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> and, and, you know, they weren't allowed to touch him and they had to get ready for the uh, the Passover, the, yes. sa- the Sabbath, right? Yes. Talks about the Sabbath. Mm-hmm. Uh, back in 31, for the Sabbath day was a high day, right? And one of the feasts. That's, a, that's just not a regular weekly Sabbath. That's one of the three big ones. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then as we get into John chapter 20, I'd actually like to flip over to the Gospel of Luke for okay. just a few verses here. In Luke 24, mm-hmm. it starts out and it says, Now upon the first day of the week, and I have that underlined. Why? Well, we just had the Sabbath, and the Jewish Sabbath is on Saturday. That's correct. Right? And now, upon the first day of the week, that would be Sunday morning. Sunday morning. Yep. And you find that in Mark chapter 16. You find it here in Luke, and you yep. actually find it in John chapter 20. So people that are a little bothered about, oh, well, how come you worship on Sunday? Well, it's the first day of the week. That's Sunday. This is when he rose. So here, let's read about it. Mm -hmm. In Luke 24, the Bible says, Now upon the first day of the week, very early in the morning, they came unto the sepulcher, bringing the spices which they had prepared, and certain others with them. And they found the stone rolled away from the sepulcher. And they entered in and found not the body of the Lord Jesus. Yeah. 
And it came to pass, as they were much perplexed thereabout, behold, two men stood by them in shining garments. And as they were afraid and bowed down their faces to the earth, they said unto them, Why seek ye the living among the dead? He is not here, but is risen. Yeah, this yeah. is, it says two men, but these are two angels. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, <laughs> you know, it, it's interesting. They entered in, they couldn't find the body. And their first thought might have been, I bet the Romans moved him. Yeah. Maybe the high priest moved him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they didn't come, like you said, it was the day after the regular Sabbath. Mm-hmm. Yep. And back in John, we saw the day before that was a high Sabbath. So this was one of those weeks where there were two Sabbaths, one after the other. Mm -hmm. There was the Friday high Sabbath of John, and then there was the regular Sabbath of um, the the weekly Sabbath. Yes. So so here they come. They couldn't do anything. These women that wanted to come anoint the body, they can't move during either of the Sabbaths. They have to stay home and rest according to Old Testament law, which is religious law given by God to the Levites for his people living in the land. So, so I get that. But, but um, here they're wondering who moved this body. And then the announcement is, well, he's risen. As he told you, he would rise from the dead. Mm -hmm. But anyways, you were mentioning some people ask you about this. Why do we worship on the first day? Yeah. Because the first day of the week is in celebration of our savior, that conquered Satan and sin and death coming forth from the tomb. And so we we celebrate, but that's the New Testament. The Sabbath never changed. Yes. The Sabbath is still for the Jews in the Old Testament. Still Saturday. It's it's like God says, I get a double portion now. I got Jews worshiping on Saturday and Christians on Sunday. I think I'm worthy of two days. And so God gets them both. So unless you're a Jew, you should be celebrating on Sunday. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, if you're a Jew... It's okay yeah. because that's what's given to them. Now, if you're doing it as a Jew, watch one for Israel. Yes. Yeah. And you'll hear the testimony of Jews mm. that grew up Jewish. And they went on Saturday to the synagogue and right. they did that stuff. But then when they get saved, they go on talk Sunday. To them, they now go they on Sunday. Sunday. They go, I've, I've moved to the New Testament. It's yeah. a better testament. Like Paul told the Hebrews, yeah, this is the better testament. Yeah. 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 Amen. Uh, well, a little bit of what's happening behind the scenes right here that I think is important in um, Matthew chapter 27, yeah. we see uh, in verse 62, near the end of the chapter, it says, now the next day that followed the day of preparation, this is something happening behind the scenes, the chief priests and the Pharisees came together unto Pilate hmm. saying, yeah. sir, we remember that the deceiver said while he was yet alive, he said, after three days, I will rise again. So now they say, command therefore that the sepulcher be made sure until the third day, lest his disciples come by night and steal him away and say unto the people, he is risen from the dead. So the last error shall be worse than the first. And Pilate said unto them, ye have a watch. Now he means a Roman guard watch. Yeah. 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 And these Roman soldiers, if they fail, they die. (laughs) They die. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So anyways, Pilate said unto them, ye have a watch. Go your way. Make it as sure as ye can. So they went and they made the sepulcher sure, sealing the stone and setting a watch. <laughs> and what happens as we're reading about that in Luke, that the, the stone was rolled away and the tomb was empty. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And Matthew said that when the angel did that, when the angel descended from heaven and rolled back the, the, the stone yes. and sat on it, 
and the the angels it said their the countenance was so strong You're in that, that for fear of him those those watch keepers did shake and fell down and played possum like dead men. Yeah, they didn't amen. want to take those angels on. <laughs> <laughs> amen. I mean, as you see the different uh, testimonies from the four different gospels, it's yeah. amazing. You get the whole picture. Amen. The big picture. Uh, so he's, they, they said he is not here, but he's risen. And praise the Lord that he is risen. Amen. I mean, he, he rose from the grave and that he conquered death. And it talks about that in what, 1 Corinthians 15, about death, where is their victory? Where is thy sting? Oh, grave, where is thy victory? I mean, mm-hmm. if Christ hasn't died, then our faith is in vain. It is in vain. And yeah. we'd be in our sins. And, yeah. and then, uh, but, but now Christ is risen from the dead and Amen. he is the first fruits of them that slept in death. And, and by man came death, that's Adam, but by an, the new man, Jesus, came the resurrection of the dead. In Adam all die, in Christ shall all be made alive. And then the question is, are you in Christ? And yeah. is Christ in you? That's the new birth. Yeah. That's the new birth. Amen. It's I, the I just, cross. What are you going to do about the cross? Yeah. And you mentioned it last week, I think, or the week before maybe, is um, his birth is divided in history. History is divided by the birth. And yeah. the, this week, this day, this... Resurrection. The resurrection divides everybody their our eternity. eternity yeah it divides our eternity where are we going to go for all of eternity you know? well i just had somebody mention to me a few hours ago i mm. was out working and somebody said well you know when you die you can't take it with you anyways and i go <laughs> what do i want to take with me <laughs> that's right right <laughs> I, if you're in christ yeah. then you will rise with him mm-hmm. and, and you know he rose so that he's the first fruits from the dead mm-hmm. and that we can rise too so when God gives you eternal life that starts immediately mm-hmm. so when I got born again when I received Christ and got a new birth that's when I receive my eternal life it's not I receive it when I die no 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 and so, we know that we know that we know that we have eternal life. These things are written that, that we may that know. We may First know. John there 5, 11 through 13. Absolutely. We try to show people that all the time. And <laughs> I just want to touch on the, the work that he finished on the cross. Yeah. Um, he says it is finished. And I think Christians uh, are can kind of confused about what kind of work they're supposed to be doing right now. And it's, preaching the gospel, therefore speak. And they're caught up in clothing people and feeding people. And sometimes there's no gospel track given out or gospel message given out. They're so caught up in that. But it's actually this book that's driven me to speak more, get out on the streets, even go door to door. I might be knocking on your door one day, listener. (laughs) And it would be a blessing. Amen. Yeah, you would invite me in. Not many people invite you in. (laughs) Well, you know, you're... It's that work. Yeah, when you consider Christ, the first thing is an invitation to come. And once you've come to Christ... Then the new command is to go, therefore, into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Yeah. Yeah. So it's first you come and then you go. I know. Mm. And they got all that stuff in between. Oh, no, feed them. Clothe them. (laughs) So let's go a few more verses here in verse six where it says, he is not here but is risen. Right. He says, uh, uh, let me see. We are running short on time, aren't we? We've got about maybe two minutes left here. Yeah. 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 I'll just read, the Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men and be crucified and the third day rise again. This is too good. we got to continue next week, don't we you do. think? I we think do. There's, there's so much here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, some of the things we're going to see is we're going to see uh, Mary 
talking with him in the garden. Right. Mm -hmm. And we're going to see a little after that, we're going to see Philip, or I'm sorry, Thomas, Thomas. where he says, unless I see him, unless I put my hand in his side, Mm -hmm. I will not believe. Okay. Mm -hmm. And what an amazing story and what a, a factual evidence that cannot be denied. Yeah. And, and, and John, uh, Jesus responds greatly to that. Yes. And he says something in words are read that are written in the book for everyone to live generation after generation, generation after Thomas. Because the truth of the matter is the three of us sitting here, we weren't there in the first century. Mm-hmm. Right. So how can we receive this gift? And he, he shows how it can be done. Amen. And so, so it is great. I mean, we, we talk about what is truth. Pilate said, what is truth? And before Jesus could answer, he walked out the door. <laughs> and and uh, on this program, what we try and do is we try and find the very words of Jesus, the one that said, I spake openly to the world. Mm-hmm. I taught ever in the synagogue. I've said nothing in secret. Jesus wants you to know these truth. The words that I speak are spirit and truth, and they will give life unto your soul. And that's what we're studying here. And next week, we're going to return in the Gospel of John we're in the uh, 20th chapter. We want to follow along on that first day of the week when the Savior, the one, the only Savior, the one who is the King of the Jews, Jesus of Nazareth, conquered sin, conquered Satan, conquered death, not just for himself, but for all that will come to him in sincerity and truth. That's the truth. We're sponsored by the Grace and Truth Church. Go to the website. Spell out the long word, grace and truth, church. Got to spell it all out, grace, A-N-D, truth, church, dot O-R-G. Go to the homepage. You'll see where we are. Uh, click on the sermons in the YouTube tab, and you can listen along. You can visit us. And until we're with you next week, do like Jesus said, search the scriptures, and you'll know what is truth. You've been listening to What is Truth? the radio show devoted to asking the question, what is truth? Listen every weekend at this time for What is Truth? Only on WECK.